0: In many ways, Denis Arcand's Jesus and Montreal is not a Jesus film at all. Rather than being set in 1st century Judea, it is set in 20th century Quebec. And the film is not so much directly about Jesus as about Daniel, a young actor who plays him in a revised Easter passion play. Daniel has been commissioned by Father Leclerc to revise his church's tired old passion play and produce a new version. Daniel spends hours in research, talks with theologians and gathers a troupe of four fellow actors, Constance, Leclerc's mistress, glamorous model Morel and two voiceover actors, Martin and René. The play turns out to be a trend success, but it is also highly controversial. After feeling uncomfortable on the opening night, Leclerc brings in his superiors for the second performance, and they decide to cancel the play. Daniel and his actors push ahead with the performance, and when a security guard tries to close the play down on its third night, Daniel is seriously injured in the ensuing melee. Shortly afterwards, Daniel dies. Parts of his body are used for organ transplants, signifying the resurrection, and his followers start a new movement in his name. Initially, the film is clear that Daniel and Jesus are separate. Daniel is simply a struggling actor, hired to revamp a church play. It is not long, however, before various points of comparison are introduced, and Daniel's life starts to become more and more like Jesus. Another actor plays down his own ability and declares that it is Daniel who is the greater. Shortly afterwards, his role as a John the Baptist figure is confirmed when his head alone is used in a trite advertising campaign. Daniel selects his followers from unlikely places, and gains great devotion from them. When in the play he performs a miracle, a woman cries out as if he is Jesus. Already there are some who cannot tell them apart. Morel washes Jesus' head, and when she is abused by an advertising exec, he chases everyone out of the theatre. Daniel is welcomed triumphantly into the media world, but clashes with the religious authorities. He is arrested and tried, yet confusion arises as to his guilt. A slick lawyer takes him to a high place and offers him the world. To best understand this film, it has to be seen in the context of two of Denis Arkan's other works. Three years earlier, Arkan directed The Decline of the American Empire, which focused on a group of university professors obsessed by their own sexual conquests. Quebec's corruption at the edge of the American Empire is typified by the banality of its intellectuals and suggests that the Empire is on its way down. Aside from the thematic similarities that tend to be found when looking at many directors' bodies of work, the two films did not, at that stage, appear to be greatly related. All that changed with the release in 2003 of The Barbarian Invasions. On the surface, the film is simply a sequel to The Decline of the American Empire. It features the same characters, played by the same actors of the earlier film, almost 20 years after they were first introduced. However, whilst the film is most concerned with these actors, it also features at least four of the actors from Jesus of Montreal, in significantly similar roles. Johanna-Marie Tremblay, who plays Constance in the earlier film, also plays a Christian woman with the identical name here. Gillet Pelletier again plays a jaded priest. Whilst we are not told his name, his sense of resignation and his ambivalence about his role in the church is acted with all the mannerisms that so typified Father Le Finally, two of the more minor characters play similar roles to those of the earlier film as well. The aforementioned security guard from the cathedral grounds is now a security guard at the hospital and the young detective who arrests Daniel is now a lieutenant in the Vice Squad. It seems reasonable to assume, then, that these four actors are reprising the roles they played in Jesus of Montreal, and that, therefore, brings a link between all three films. So this is, in some senses, a trilogy. Only rather than there being simply one story, told in three parts, it is one where two unrelated films have a common sequel. By holding the three films together, each informs the others and forms a strong thematic core for all three. America is compared to Rome. Quebec, an outpost of that vast empire, is compared to Jerusalem. The obvious decline that Daniel and ourselves observe in the Quebec of Jesus of Montreal typifies both the decline of Quebec and of the American empire as a whole. The barbarians are taking over. The Empire will soon be finished." This wider context throws one of the seemingly less significant passages of the film into greater light. After Daniel's injury, he somehow discharges himself and wanders through the underground system reciting passages from Mark 13. Whilst there is a great deal of discussion about this passage, many consider that Jesus is predicting the fall of Jerusalem in AD 70. Whether it is interpreted in that way or as an end-of-the-world-type prophecy, the significance of Daniel proclaiming these worlds to Quebec in particular and Western society in general is hard to ignore. By this point in the film, the dividing line between Daniel and Jesus is almost non-existent. Ultimately, it is whilst Daniel is playing Jesus dying on the cross that the fatal event occurs, which means that Daniel, in turn, dies as well and when Daniel is finally dead, so too Jesus is no more. Thus we see the process of convergence between these two men come to completion. What is interesting is the contrast between the revisionist Jesus we find in the play and the more conservative depiction we find in the Christ-figure trajectory. Whereas the former story revises the Gospels, the latter, an apparently more meaningful allegory, relies on those self-same Gospels. Adele Reinhardt sums it up thus in a recent book, Jesus of Hollywood. The implication is that it is the story as such, not its historicity, that has the potential to change people's lives. Either way, the function of Daniel stroke Jesus to Arcand is the role of modern-day prophet, pointing out the decline in his society and predicting its end. It's perhaps no surprise, then, that the role Arcand chooses for himself is that of a judge. Thanks for listening. There'll be another Jesus Film podcast next month.